0: The opinions expressed in this show are the views of the host and not necessarily that of WTRW, 94.3 The Talker, or the Bold Gold Media Group.
1: The following presentation is brought to you by the host of the program who is solely
0: responsible for its content. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Portions transcribed.
1: Saturday morning and welcome to the Your Financial Future program here on 94.3 FM, The Talker. I'm your host, Nick Calarasi of JC Investments, and I'm thrilled that you've decided to join us for another excursion into financial immersion. Our goal on the Your Financial Future program is always to help to make you a better long-term investor. Now, due to the physical distancing suggestions from our governor, I am once again phoning in this morning's program from a secret location deep in in the heart of scranton pennsylvania the electric city and i very much hope i am reaching our producer extraordinaire located in the luxurious corner office studio at the beautiful bold gold radio complex dc taylor am i reaching
0: i i am here in my clean room nick good morning <laughs> Your
1: clean room you have nothing else to do but clean the studio i can't wait to see it when i get back <laughs> exactly I believe it's what is it day 51 or so I got lost count of the lockdown how are oh. you holding up pal I, I'm okay
0: I'm I'm coming and going as I need to and uh you know I go right home and I don't I don't go anyplace else uh you know I do a little food shopping uh but other than that I just kind of hang out at the house uh, when I'm not here and uh wait for uh wait for all this to go away and uh we're we're getting there
1: I think we are, and I know that feeling. And I think one thing that'll be good, uh, especially going into the weekend, looks like the weather is starting to look up. Boy, it was miserable last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, no. Definitely, we're in store for for a pretty decent weekend. A mostly sunny day today, around seventy. Uh, partly sunny tomorrow for your Sunday. It looks okay, about seventy tomorrow. So uh, it's it's okay. Nice weekend.
1: Looking forward to that. And I also look forward to the day that we can sit across the massive soundboard, uh, from one another to do the program once again face to face. But in the meantime, I appreciate the fact that you come in each and every weekend to make sure all the great educational programming that you hear on the talkers Saturday and Sunday mornings, that they make it to the air. You do a great job, D.C., and thanks for that.
0: Thank you, Nick. It is my pleasure uh, to definitely continue to provide, uh, you know, current up-to-date info for all of our listeners.
1: Well, you do a great job, and you're to be applauded. Thank you. Well, D.C., we have a great program today. We are going to talk about some income stocks that may be attractive to certain investors right now, especially on market pullbacks. We're also going to review some ideas in 5G technology. It's been a while since we talked about 5G, D.C., but we've covered it several times, Right. Right. And we're going to cover it again today. And uh, we're right on the threshold of this new technology that is said to take the world by storm. And uh, we'll see how that plays out. We'll also, we'll also review how to invest for retirement using a simple dollar cost averaging program. And uh, that's always interesting. And we're going to throw in one of your favorite hypotheticals, D.C. Taylor. Nice. I like the hypotheticals they always they always when you put it down and kind of stretch it out over time and look at the numbers, it always amazes me. Yeah, yeah and of me course, too. we will also catch you up on where we stand year to date in the markets as we enter, hard to believe the month of May two thousand and twenty. So please stay tuned for the entire hour. I promise to make it well worth your while, and you will be all the wiser for it. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you, if you miss one of our programs and you'd like to hear a replay, not only can you go to our website, njcinvestments.com, all our programs are there for your listening enjoyment, but we are also now on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the podcast podcasts platforms out there DC so it's really easy if you'll just type in your financial future radio into your browser you will find us And, DC can you believe we have had over 800 plays now on the podcast in just the past few months we're very proud of that
0: oh very nice yeah it's good You're getting a lot of uh, a lot of good info out there to people for for free I mean uh, you know that- you, you have these podcast apps you look for it it's right there there's no there's no uh, you know Signing up and putting in your credit card or anything, you you tap on it and you start listening and uh, get a lot of good info
1: absolutely free and it's all across the planet we do get some uh, some plays overseas as well yeah. but why don't you tell everyone how they can hear our program absolutely free as well every saturday morning at 9 a.m when they're traveling outside of the local 94 3 fm the talker area
0: well yeah even if you're outside the area you can still listen to the show by uh, getting the radio bold app For your phone, uh, your phones and tablets, uh, that also is free. You download it and you can get the live stream of uh, all the bold gold stations uh, that we, you know, we're locally uh, operated right here in Pennsylvania. Uh, All the bold gold stations, including 94.3 FM, the talker, you get the live stream and uh, your financial future right here every Saturday morning.
1: Not too bad. Well, thank you, D.C. And let's open up this week's doors to the College of Financial Knowledge right now. I know a lot of investors are still feeling very nervous, maybe a little bit disappointed about our market since we've had the onset of the coronavirus and really taking us for a roller coaster ride. And yes, this is the worst start to a year since 1939, with the S&P being down about 11.7 percent, those numbers through April 24th. But I do have some good news, and we like to stay optimistic here. April was the best month in our markets since January of nineteen eighty-seven. Thirty-three years, DC Taylor. Wow, doesn't really feel like that, does it? No, thirty-three. Wow, okay, but uh, that's great. That's a- Yeah, best month in in 33 years. The Dow was up 11.1% in April. The S&P 500 up 12.7% in the month of April. Great numbers, but they were surpassed by the NASDAQ, the tech-heavy NASDAQ, which gained 15.4% in the month of April. Now, of course, we're coming off a really bad March. Investors were reeling in March, the month, so that was the worst month we've seen since 2008. But you'll remember, we warned you not to get emotional, not to try to time the markets to sell and get out and try to get back in when you felt better, because had you done that, you would have missed the best, month in three decades. Let me give you an idea of how strong the market was between March 23rd and April 29th. These numbers, according to Bloomberg, the S&P 500 in that time period was up 31 and percent. The energy sector, D.C., we've said how bad that's been. The S&P 500, inside the uh, S&P 500, the energy sector, up 64% between March 23rd and the end of April. Now, why is Bloomberg looking at that period, March 23rd, on? That was the bottom that we put in in the market. And we started rising since then, largely due to the stimulus packages that began hitting the economy at that time financials the second worst sector next to energy up 32% in that time period and TC Taylor for the first time I'm looking at a chart right now there are 11 sectors in the S&P 500 i have one in the green one sector is positive year to date through april can you guess that sector
0: um i i got to go with healthcare
1: healthcare is number 2 It's just slightly negative. Oh, The best performing sector year to date now, as of last week, information technology that eked out a gain, up only 0.68%, but boy, DC, it is good to see some green on the screen. I like the green. (laughs) <laughs> That's not bad. So let's hope that the, that changes. Let's get all of those sectors in the green. We'll see how the rest of the year plays out. Nobody can tell you with certainty, but it looks better than it did a month ago. I'll say that. So, what's moving our markets higher recently? Well, it's the hope that we can reopen this country of ours and get our economy back online. We know that is not going to be easy. I will tell you, markets will certainly not be straight up. Uh, We did see some selling, you saw at the uh, end of last week. Um, Economic data for the next four to eight weeks will be horrific. There is no way around that, and we are hoping that that is mostly priced into the market, we'll see. The GDP report came out last week, our gross domestic product, that came out with a minus 4.8% read, do a negative growth there, um, pretty much in line with expectations. And I will tell you, the expectations for the second quarter are anywhere between minus 20 and minus 30 percent. We have never seen numbers like that. D.C., I, I think that it's this is to be expected right because the whole country is pretty much shut down and not only the country pretty much the whole world due to the virus what's what's your thoughts on getting us reopened
0: it is uh it is certainly an unprecedented and overwhelming uh shutdown of everything and so it's going to take some time to uh get everything back up and running but uh I, i i think we can you know we're we're all we're mostly all still here and we're you know those who are out of jobs or out of business right now are going to be looking to get back to doing stuff and people are going to be looking to get back to 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 spending so you know i think uh we're, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get there that's what i got
1: that's right we are that is exactly right <laughs> we are this is america we'll get it done now we did have economist larry kudlow out last week i think midweek he was on one of the business channels and he said while the numbers look really bad for the second quarter He expects the second half of the year, now he's the chief economist to the White House, he expects the second half of the year to be up 17 to 20%. If indeed that is the case, I would expect our markets to be higher at the end of the year than where they are right now. That is my opinion. This is a great time to have your shopping list ready because I am sure there will be more volatility ahead of us. And uh, we are currently recommending to most of our clients at NJC Investments buy the quality investments that are suitable for your portfolio when they come down to a desirable price. And you may see that over the next few weeks. Now, in just a few minutes on the program, we will have some ideas for you that you might find interesting to review on some dividend paying stocks and also some 5G technology ideas. So make sure you have your pen and pad handy. And as always, If you have any questions on anything that we cover on the program, you can always reach out to us at NJC Investments. We are open. We're at 570-586-5030. I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Your Financial Future program here on 94.3 FM, The Talker. And thanks for allowing us to be the soundtrack for your early Saturday mornings. Well DC Taylor, would you tell everybody why we still call this time of the year IRA season?
0: Well, we're still calling it that because we now have until July 15th to uh, file our taxes which means you have until July 15th to uh, make your contributions to your 2019 uh, retirement accounts, your IRAs and uh, and then also your 2020.
1: And that's, that's exactly right. And don't let that pass by. You've been given a great gift here. Not only did they extend the time period out until July 15th, you can still contribute for 2019. You can currently contribute as well for 2020. But also, D.C. Taylor, I think a lot of investments are on sale right now certainly Mm -hmm. lower than where we started the year so this may be a great time to invest on a dollar cost averaging program finish up that 2019. Remember, if you're under age 50, you can do $6,000 a year. Over age 50, only $7,000 a year. They limit you for a reason. The government doesn't want all that money in tax-free and (laughs) tax-deferred land, so take advantage of what they let us do here. It's, It's a good start. I'm going to show you how that works in just a second, but I also want to remind you, if you have a an old IRA that you haven't paid attention to, an old 401k, maybe an older job that you've left and you left your 401k there, it's potential that you can roll that over into an IRA account. You would then take control of that investment. You can also open up Many, many different options to invest by doing that to see if that's something that may be suitable for you. You can give us a call at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. We'd be happy to help you in any way with your IRA matters, but take advantage of your individual retirement account contributions right now. DC, I want to just finish up this segment with a hypothetical investment to show you the power of a dollar cost averaging program into an IRA. By a dollar cost averaging program, we mean a fixed dollar amount sent into your investment account. It's best if you send it directly, automatically from your bank account into your investment account. And I'm going to show you how this would work over a long time period and just doing five hundred dollars a month now before i get started with this hypothetical what do we always say when we are illustrating a hypothetical performance of an investment account
0: well i was got to tell you that uh, past performance is no guarantee of future results
1: that is absolutely correct you have that down terrific and <laughs> we have to say that because we cannot predict the future but we can show you what happened in the past i took one single investment, which is not what we would do, but it goes back 40 years and not many do. So it can give us an average annual return. The investment we used for hypothetical purposes today was the Davis New York Venture Fund, a mutual fund. These are the C shares. It's a diversified stock portfolio, but it's a lower, I would say, a more moderate investment. And it has a more balanced Approach and it gave, it gave us over that time period, 40 years back, a 9.7% average annual return. So you would imagine that you could do um, a, a balanced portfolio and maybe yours will certainly be maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, but in this case, putting $500 a month into an IRA account automatically once a month from your bank. That's $6,000 a year. Had you started at age 25 and you are now age 65, D.C. Taylor starting with $0, putting 500 back in April Uh of 1980. If you had done that and just reinvested all of your shares, all your dividends as they came in, your account value right now would have been two million five hundred and eighty thousand dollars again that's assuming a nine point seven percent rate of return between 1980 and 2020. How about that? How are those numbers, D.C. Taylor? Not a bad start to retirement? (laughs) Not bad at all, I like that. And that is how it's done for long-term investors with a dollar-cost averaging program, the magic of compounding over time. And wow, if you can do that, you may have a 401k on top of that. This is just your individual retirement account. You may have other investments as well, but $500 a month done in good times and in bad, really paid off. In this portfolio, if you would like us to run your numbers, your time period, and take a look at your investment suitability, we'd be happy to do that for you at NJC Investments, absolutely free of charge. Give us a call, 570 586 50-30. 50-30. Well, D.C. Taylor, I think we better take a break right here. I want to thank our friends at Seidel's Restaurant in North Scranton for sponsoring this portion of our program. Remember, Seidel's is open for takeout till 7pm. You can go in and pick it up or they'll take it right out to your car. Why don't you enjoy a great Italian-American bistro dinner during all these tough times you don't want to be cooking every night. You want to get out, support our local businesses, Sidell's Restaurant in North Scranton. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Your financial future with Nick Calarasi of NJC Investments will be back after this brief message from Sidel's restaurant
2: if you're searching for a special dining experience Sidel's restaurant is your home for great taste sidell's restaurant is one of scranton's elite fine dining establishments specializing in italian american contemporary cuisines at sidell's generous size entrees are prepared with only the highest quality ingredients so whether you're having a meal for business or pleasure it's sure to leave a lasting impression del's Restaurant has mouth-watering Italian-American contemporary cooking with a delightful ambiance. At Seidel's, you are certain to find unique specials for what you're craving. If you can't find an entree off their elaborate menu, just ask the chef he can create an off-the-menu meal for you. At Siddell's, the owner is also the chef. Sedels is located on the corner of Main Avenue and Tripp Street in North Scranton. They are now accepting holiday party reservations and on- and off-site holiday catering. 343-6544. That's 343-6544. Make it special. Make it Sidell's.
1: Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program on ninety four three FM, The Talker. My name is Nick Calarasi. I'm from NJC Investments. I'm teamed up this morning as I am every Saturday morning with Mr. D.C. Taylor of Bold Gold Radio fame. Am I still coming through by phone, D.C. Taylor?
0: You're still coming through loud and clear, as they say.
1: Very, very good. The show must go on. And I just want to tell you, I did grab my cup of coffee in honor of the beginning of the second segment. Were you able to do your mad dash down the hall this morning and pick yourself up a piping hot cup of coffee? It was quite a dash and quite mad. Well, not not
0: mad. It was mad. Yes, it was mad. But, uh, yes, I went down the hall and I got myself a nice steamy hot cup of Mom's Marvelous Mocha Java
1: mom's marvelous mocha java in honor of mother's day you always have something special for the holidays i'm i'm missing that i grabbed myself a cup of dark italian roast from eight o'clock coffee as i am here at the house that is our stash but uh i'm happy to join you dc taylor in a cup of coffee by distance here of course and we urge everyone, hey, why don't you grab a cup of whatever it is that gets your early Saturday morning started. Sit back and enjoy the rest of our program. D.C., this is the time that we like to catch you up on where we stand in our markets year to date as of May 2nd, 2020. But before we do that, you know that I always like to give you a hot tip on some of the best investments that you can ever make. And that is investing in your family, investing in yourself, and investing in your own community. Not a lot we can do in the community these days, D.C., but I want to remind everyone, I don't believe the restaurants are going to be open for Mother's Day. I I think uh, it looks like we'll still be just going for takeout, but... I've seen a lot of great restaurants in our area advertising take out brunch for mom, but you have to get your orders in within the next week. So take a look around at your favorite restaurants, give them some business, pick up a great dinner for mom, take it back to the house for Mother's Day, for grandma, drop it off, whatever you need to do, take care of your family during this time period, one other thing I have to see Taylor, the North Scranton Rotary, which I am a long term proud member of the North Scranton Rotary. We are sponsoring a teddy bear hunt. Now, what you do, you go around, a lot of people, a lot of families are out taking walks, the entire family. Take your children on a walk, your grandchildren on a walk, and uh, take a look around. There are a lot of houses that have now, have you seen this, put teddy bears in the windows. Yeah, I've heard about this, yeah. Well, the North Scranton Rotary is sponsoring a teddy bear hunt. If you see a house, you want to take a picture of that teddy bear in the window, and you could win a prize. What you do is you submit it to the North Scranton Rotary. Just look us up online. Now, this project is loosely based on an award-winning children's Book, which is entitled We're Going on a Bear Hunt by Michael Rosen and Helen Oxbury. And winners of this photo contest, all you have to do is submit your photos, will receive a copy of the book. You can find us at North Scranton Rotary at gmail.com. And please submit those photos by May 30th, North Scranton Rotary at gmail.com. T.C. Teller, what do you have for us this morning? Well, I just want to remind everybody that uh,
0: during, uh, especially during a a health crisis type of thing, uh, American Red Cross has a severe blood shortage. Um, So please go to RedCrossBlood.org. There are plenty of uh, and make an appointment. Uh, plenty of places right uh, right in our area where you can uh, you can go give blood, uh, but definitely make an appointment. That way they can do the whole you know social distancing thing, not have too many people in the building at once and things like that. So uh, redcrossblood.org, make an appointment, and uh, please give blood if you can.
1: That's terrific, D.C. Taylor. Thanks. A great way to take care of your community. Well, time to get back to finances now, D.C. Here is where we stand in our capital markets as of May 2nd, 2020. The Dow Jones Industrial Average now down 16% for the year. S&P 500 down about 12% on the year. And the NASDAQ, D.C. Taylor, the NASDAQ nearly went Positive mid-last week, but now with the selling uh, tailing at the tail end of the week, the Nasdaq down 4% year-to-date. Price of a barrel of oil hanging in there now, starting to move a little bit higher off of those lows, up nine, up to $19.65. We have a long way to go, but it had moved up all week last week. Ten-year Treasury yield at point. 6, 3% remains at historic all-time lows. We told you earlier the economic news of the week was the GDP report. It was the first read on the first quarter report, and we did go negative, ending the longest expansion in history in this country. We had a read of minus 4.8%. Put on your seatbelts and your helmets because next quarter is going to be tougher. Estimates is high. Is down thirty percent, and who could uh, who could imagine that? DC, but the whole country is closed, and not only the country, but uh, most of the world, um, mostly or fully closed.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess you have to expect that for how much uh, how much closure there has been uh, in in business around the world. So that you have yeah. to ex- you have to expect that, but also you know know that those numbers are looking backwards over the last the the, the past period, and certainly uh, you know we we can certainly start going up from there.
1: I believe it can only get better from here. I'm I'm with you there. Um, let's take a look just quickly at some earnings from last week. I want to focus in on the Fang stocks, and I'll tell you why as we go through them. Now, the Fang names, uh, it's four of them that I have here with earnings releases last week. I'll start with Google, which is, of course, known as Alphabet now, but we still call it Google Simple, G-O-O-G, trading just over $1,300 right now. They their revenues for the quarter dc up 13% and they beat uh, not only on revenues but their earnings per share the stock on on the day after earnings up 7% but they did pull their second quarter and their full year guidance. As all of these companies are, nobody can really tell you how quickly we get back online. So it's hard for these companies to give us estimates for the rest of the year, but a very good quarter for Google. We also had Amazon, AMZN. They were out on Thursday night with earnings down very sharply on Friday, about 8%, trading now at about 2,270. They were up very sharply going into earnings. They set a new all-time high but a sell-off on Friday but they did beat on revenues they missed earnings estimates slightly but the estimates were very very high and what's going on at Amazon right now as we talked about they have hired over a hundred thousand new employees to take care of the demand that they're seeing during this shutdown because everybody's home shopping on Amazon right right and watching those Amazon movies and everything else so the numbers on the revenue side, very good. It looks, in my opinion, spending this money now and hiring these people will pay off in the future. We'll see how that works out, but Amazon AMCN down sharply on Friday. Apple, they beat on both the top line and the bottom line. AAPL is your symbol, trading at about $290, and earnings very strong at Apple. They were up uh, right after earnings went down on Friday, as a lot of tech sold off on Friday. Um, but they did again pull their guidance for the rest of the year. They did, however, raise their dividend by 6.5%. So it'll bump up in Apple's dividend as well, and good numbers coming out of Apple. And I'll give you one more of the fang names: Facebook, symbol FB, trading at about two hundred. Facebook revenues up eighteen percent in the quarter. Not only are we home shopping on Amazon, DC Taylor, but I guess we're home uh, playing on Facebook as well. What do you think?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm using social media as uh, more than, now more than ever to uh, to keep in touch with
1: people. Right, that's a, certainly a good way to keep in touch with friends. Guess this, they're active daily users at Facebook, mm-hmm. up 12% at daily now. 2.36 billion people on Facebook daily. <laughs> wow. How about those numbers? That's, that's incredible. It's just I, I can't even wrap my head around that. It's hard to believe, but wow, what growth that company has had. FB, again, trading at about $200. Now, the reason... I wanted to focus on those fang names. There's a lot of earnings reports last week. You can check those out. For the most part, earnings coming in very good, but sometimes the stocks are selling off because of the guidance going forward is is hard to uh, uh, hard for any company to really give good numbers going forward. We'll see what the tail end of 2020 looks like. But I focused on the fang names for a reason. DC, the full fang lineup is Facebook, Apple. Amazon, Netflix, and Google, spells out Fang. Okay, Facebook is the only, through April 30th, through the end of April, the only one of those companies that was negative for the year was Facebook, and Facebook was down just point two six percent Apple was up 5% through April 30th for the year, Amazon. Amazon is the winner. Up, <laughs> got bounced around on Friday, but through April was up 33.3% on AMZN. Amazing numbers in a down market. Netflix, another of the stay-at-home stocks, NFLX, up 29.7%. And Google, we mentioned, uh, Alphabet, G-O-O-G, up 087 But before. Four of the five FANG stocks up year-to-date, and the only one was Facebook down .26. Pretty good numbers, D.C. Taylor, and a difficult market, don't you think?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely good numbers.
1: Those FANG stocks, they have been carrying the market for a couple of years now. If they can continue to strengthen, that may bode well for our markets, especially in the second half, which is expected to be better than the first half, let's hope anyway. Well, D.C. Taylor, let's take a break right here, and let's thank the sponsors of this part of our program, and that is Montrose Motors. And, hey, I think, D.C., I might stop out there only because I heard the coffee's on. Hey, that's what I hear. (laughs) <laughs> and it'll be time. It'll be time once this, the the country and our local area starts opening up. You want to get out for a nice drive? Check out my pals at Montrose Motors for your new and used car needs. I'm sure they'll make you a great deal. And if you want to be a sponsor on our program, if you have a business that you'd like to advertise here on our program, I promise you the rates are very low. Give us a call at NJC Investments, five seven zero five eight. 50 30 and we'll let you know how that works your financial future with nick Colorossi of njc investments will be back after these brief messages please stay with us here's a nice
3: thought from your friends at montrose motors your ford dealer in montrose why not take a short country drive and reconnect with a great team this ford dealership has a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles in stock with plenty to choose from The coffee is on, and special customer service awaits you at Montrose Motors Ford. Stop in today and get reacquainted with Andy Bennett, Neil Convoy, and Margaret Wilkins. Montrose Motors Ford. Call 570-278-1188. Online, MontroseMotors.com.
4: The Fidelity Investments Retirement Mindset Study done in 2019 revealed that 82% of the general population do not have a financial plan in place. I'm Claire Cool with NJC Investments. We develop personalized financial plans for our clients focusing on long-term investing. Now is a great time to get a retirement plan in place because we call this time of year IRA season. You can get your contributions in for 2020 and 2019. How about getting started with a dollar cost averaging plan? This is when you invest money automatically each month. If you are interested in getting more details about starting an IRA or Roth IRA, Give our office a call at 570-586-5030. Don't leave your golden years up to chance. Give us a call. NJC Investments, helping to take the mystery out of your financial future.
0: Securities offered through Leigh Company, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program here on 94.3 FM. The Talker here with NJC Investments and Nick Calarasi from NJC Investments, uh, D.C. Taylor. And uh, before Nick, before you even get to get into anything here, I got to tell you, I've got a red yeah. blinking light here on the board oh. in the studio. Yes. You know what that means, right?
1: Uh, absolutely, it must be time for Mitchell's Mailbag. What a great time
0: for it! Yes, it is time for Mitchell's Mailbag here on uh, your financial future. It's where we answer your questions. We love getting questions from you. Uh, you can submit those via email. Just send them to Nick at njcinvestments.com and put in the subject line Mitchell's Mailbag. That way, we know to forward those on all over uh, on over to Mitchell, and he keeps track of everything and uh, and gives us a nice. Uh, set of questions every week.
1: Hi, Mitchell. You're on the phone now. Hi.
3: Hello, DC Taylor. Hello, Nick. How are we both doing today?
1: We're doing great. Thanks for joining us today, Mitchell. Looking forward to your questions. Yes. I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking forward to asking them.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> uh, Mitchell Demetric Our are uh, always intern from the University of uh, of Scranton. Let's let's get right into this. You ready? Yes. All right. Question number one. Go ahead.
3: All Question number one comes from Jenna in Dunmore. Jenna asks, I, should I sell in May and go away?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jenna, thanks for listening. To, in Dunmore, the old axiom of sell in May and go away, that used to be a, a stock market trend that long ago because way back when a lot of companies would close down in the summer months, retool and come back up. So people would say, let's sell at the beginning of May, which we're at right now and come back maybe in November. And that was the busy time of the year again, thinking that earnings would be lower over the summer months back then. And uh, sometimes that worked out. We're more, we're not an industrialized economy like we were. Um, we're globalized now and it, I don't think the sell in May goes away, uh, go away works as well as it used to. Now we are in a whole new ball game, of course, with the COVID virus this year, and everything's been shut down. So we do expect we do expect some slow months ahead of us. But it's hard to time the market, so I wouldn't sell in May and go away this year. In fact, if you take a look back at last year, between May and November, ten of the sectors. Ten of the 11 sectors of the S&P were positive. You'd have to go back to 2011, a bad year, and 2008 were the only two years in the last 20 years that the sell in May and go away would, would have worked and, and you would have profited. So I, I don't think I'd buy into the sell in May and go away, but it's always a nice little phrase. But uh, stay long, the markets with quality investments. I think that will work out better.
0: All right. Yeah. Let's get to uh, question number two now in uh, Mitchell's mailbag. Go ahead, Mitchell.
3: Already. Question number two comes from Michael in Jessup. Michael asks, what is your fee structure for clients
1: at NJC Investment and how do you get paid? Michael, very good question. You always ask that when you're sitting down with a financial advisor. That should be one of your first questions question. So good question today. At NJC Investments, we are an independent advisory firm. We All of our holdings go through Fidelity Investments, but we are independent of any of the majors. So we are a little bit different. We can do a, um, a uh, wrap fee type of a situation where you You would only pay more as you're doing better. We would get paid more as your account. If you're dipped down, we do not get paid as much. And you would pay an annualized fee. That is how most of the big brokerages have gone. In fact, I think all of them have turned to that model. And that works out very well for some investors, but not for all investors. So we can do that, or we can also do a commission based program um, it that you pay, you pay as you go, as you're doing different trades, or if you're doing a mutual fund, a simple mutual fund based investment program, we would be paid through the funds. So you would not necessarily pay a sales fee. But of course, there are always fees you have to know about inside of investments. And if we're doing it that way, the fees would be paid before you received your returns. In that case, let's say you had a 15% return. Well, maybe you had a 16 to 16.5% return. They've already, the mutual fund company has already taken their fees out, paid themselves and paid me through that investment. So even though you don't see a sales charge, you would see a fee based that way. So we are very flexible. The way we get paid is whatever works out best for our clients. Some are fee based and some are not.
0: All right. Good to know. Let's uh, let's get right to the last question, uh, the third question in uh, Mitchell's mailbag. Go ahead, Mitchell.
3: All right. Last but certainly not least, question number three comes from Amber in Old Forge. Amber asks, almost every expert I hear on CNBC says that the market will go back down to retest the lows. Do you believe that or do you believe we will have a V-shaped recovery?
1: All right, Amber, thanks for listening in Old Forge. D.C. Taylor, how many experts are there, truly? (laughs) Anyways, still haven't found one, so I'm going with zero. I agree with you there, and I don't know that we'll find many on CNBC, but yes. Amber, that is a good point. I am hearing a lot of economists, a lot of market analysts saying, we must go down and retest those March lows. They were put in on March 23rd. The Dow was about 18,500. Right now, we're at about 23,700. I don't believe that we're going to retest lows. It wouldn't shock me if we did, but I don't think we are. And as far as a V-shaped recovery, A lot of people, there are analysts out there, we heard Brian Westbury of First Trust Securities expecting a V-shaped recovery. I would argue that we have already seen a V-shaped recovery. We told you earlier in the program how much we had come up in the month of April, a record month. Now, March was a record down month, but April was a record up month, and I call that a V-shaped recovery. Now, we're not all the way back, so there's a good potential that we have a W-shaped recovery if we dip down again and go up. But my best guess, I am optimistic that we are higher at the end of the year regardless, especially if we pick up in the economy as expected in the downside of 2020.
0: All right. All great questions here in Mitchell's mailbag. Thank you for those. And uh, you can get your questions in. Uh, just send an email to Nick at NJCinvestments.com and put in the subject line, Mitchell's mailbag. And uh, we send them on over to Mitchell. Mitchell, thank you for going through all these questions and finding some uh, a good variety of them uh, every week.
3: Oh, well, thank you for having me on the show. It is truly a fun time each and every Saturday morning asking these
1: questions. We appreciate having you, Mitchell. You do a great job for us. Even during lockdown, you come in on every Saturday morning, and we truly appreciate that. I want to ask you one question. You're a senior at the University of Scranton about to graduate. Are you expected to go back to classes, or are we done now with the COVID virus? Are we done for the year? How is that going to wrap up for you?
3: Yeah, yeah. A few weeks ago, uh, the, we got an email from... The provost, or probably more so towards a month now, we got an email from the provost that we wouldn't be returning to class. We will continue to take our online classes or Zoom uh, conference uh, class meetings. We also unfortunately have to postpone our graduation. So it's not completely canceled, but we do have to wait till October to walk across. And uh, we'll, we'll receive our diplomas in the mail, but we,
1: the ceremonies will be in October. Well, I'm sure you'll look forward to that, and I want to congratulate you. And, again, thank you for all the hard work you do here on the program. Oh, thank you. That again, Mitchell Dimitrik our always intern from the University of Scranton. What a job he does for us, D.C. Taylor, don't you think? A fine job. Always great to uh, hear from Mitchell every week a fine young man and hey i know another fine young man that's my pal dc taylor don't forget to check him out on our sister station weeknights 4 till 8 p.m where he spins out some of the best classic rock hey we're all quarantined you might as well listen to some good music while you're at home and dc taylor with that wit and wisdom i love that program
0: yeah hey, i appreciate you tuning in nick yeah i, I try to uh, crank out some good tunes and find some uh, funny goofy little stories
1: They're all good. Yeah, I enjoy your show. So thanks for that. Thank you. DC, I want to end up this segment with some dividend stocks. These are 10 dividend stocks that one author, Mark Rusin, writing for Seeking Alpha, says he wants to buy when the market turns negative. Check this article out on your own at SeekingAlpha.com from April 21st. And Rusin goes on to say, the S&P 500 has gained nearly 30% since hitting those those lows in March, but I believe, his words, I believe selling pressure are on the horizon. We saw some of that on Friday, D.C., yeah. and he had 10 names for us. He had his shopping list. Again, these are not recommendations for me. Check out this article, Do Your Own Homework, to see if they make sense for your portfolio. Rusin believes in them, and this is Rusin. I'm going to call this D.C. his shopping list. I'm going to share it with you. First on the list is Abvi. The pharmaceutical company, the world's number one selling drug they have is Humira, ABBV, trading at about $82, and the current dividend yield over 5.6%. Next up is a tech company, Broadcom. A-V-G-O is the symbol, a chip maker, and it, this is a play, of course, on 5G technology going forward, and A-V-G-O is trading at about $260 with a 4 dividend yield. How about another tech company, Cisco Systems, CSCO? We all know what they do in the cloud, and they are another 5G leader at $41 with a 3.3% dividend yield. Next on the list, and again, this is a list from an article entitled 10 Dividend stocks on my buy list when the market turns negative. Maybe he knows something we don't, D.C. We'll see how that goes, but he likes these. This is his shopping list. This is how certain investors look to put together shopping lists that we talked about earlier in the program. Next on the list is Disney, D-I-S. And Disney is trading right now at about $104. And at that price point, Walt Disney has an approximate $1.8 seven percent dividend yield. For full disclosure, we own all of the companies we just named on this list, on Rusen's list, and we own the next as well. Home Depot, HD, and Home Depot, D.C., Taylor, is one of the few stores that have been open right through the COVID virus, correct? You are correct, yeah. Yeah, so they're probably doing some good numbers. We'll see how that works. HD right now is trading at about $217 with a 2 point six five percent dividend yield the next on the list we do not own it's medical properties trust mpw is your symbol and medical properties trust is a real estate investment trust, a leader in owning hospitals around the U.S. And D.C., a lot of those hospitals recently had their rent checks guaranteed by the federal government. So MPW trading right now at about $16 with over a 6% dividend yield. Next up is one that we do own for certain of our clients at NJC Investments. Realty Income Corporation, the symbol here is O. And this is a gold standard of real estate investment trust, according to Rusin. The company trademarked the monthly dividend company as they have consistently paid a dividend for almost 6 consecutive months that's roughly 50 years and that again symbol is O, trading at approximately 52 dollars with a 5.2 percent dividend yield i have three more on the list of 10 dividend stocks on my buy list when the market turns negative according to mark rusin april 21st writing at seeking alpha his opinions not ours Starbucks Corporation, SBUX. Uh, we do not currently own Starbucks at NJC Investments, I don't believe. It's trading right now at about $73 with a 2.1% dividend yield. And the last two, Store Capital Corporation, another that we do not own at NJC Investments, S-T-O-R, trading at about $19 with an 8% dividend dividend yield, and S-T-O-R is an R-E-I-T that focuses on more middle market tenants with secondary and tertiary markets. Again, S-T-O-R, trading around $19 $19 with that over 8% yield. And the last on the list, we do own for certain of our clients at NJC Investments, at t Corporation, symbol is T, trading right around $30, and that puts the dividend yield very, very close to 7% even, at t symbol T. DC Taylor, let's take our last break here, but don't go away. When we come back, we are going to be talking 5G technology. You don't want to miss that. Your financial future with Nick Colorossi helped out by DC Taylor, will be back after this brief message. Stay with us. Mister Wrongway is at it again.
3: I got a hot tip on a stock that just can't miss. My cousin's barber knows of a company with a cure for hiccups. I can get in on the ground floor,
0: Mister Wrongway. And my wife's hairdresser
3: invested in a space age plastics company. I'm gonna be rich, uh,
0: Mister Wrongway seriously
1: don't be Mr. Wrongway. you don't need any plastics or ground floors hi I'm Nick Colorossi of NJC Investments and true wealth isn't found in the next hot tip but built little by little it can grow to meet your needs like retirement and college planning Give us a call at NJC Investments 570-586-5030 and don't forget to tune into our radio program every Saturday morning at 9 on 94.3 FM The Talker. NJC Investments helping to take the mystery out of your financial future. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin Company LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program. Thanks for staying with us on this beautiful spring morning, May 2nd, 2020. DC Taylor, I wanna turn now to an area that we've talked about, I think for two years now, and is we're we're really knocking on the door of five G technology, moving from four G to five G cellular technology, and you know how many how many things that you think are going to change in our life? Oh, it's it is uh, endless, endless
0: possibilities because. Uh, It's not just about, you know, cell phones. It's going to, you know, this 5G is going to power a lot of uh, artificial intelligence type things, you know, self-driving cars. It's going to have a lot to do with that. So uh, it's, it's endless.
1: As if our whole world hasn't changed enough already this year, I think <laughs> it's going to change a lot again as we get into the second half of the year. And I came across an article. It's from Investor Place. I, I urge you, check this out on your own, investorplace.com. It's by author Chris Lau, contributor to Investor Place. His article entitled, Seven 5G Stocks That Still look strong and i think dc this has the potential to be a really really special part of the investment world going forward we will see how it plays out but um here's an article with seven 5g stocks that at least one author chris law again thinks look very strong and he says 5g is one of the many mega trends that will outperform the markets regardless of economic turmoil ahead and just for some of the reasons everything's going to get faster everything's going we're, they're going to it's going to open up a lot of new doors he gives us the companies i'm going to start with the first one and i've got to be honest i do not own this for any of our clients in fact i haven't heard of this company it's coherent c-o-h-r and coherent is it's a laser type company dc and they they do a lot of business with china they had revenues of 320 million dollars in the first quarter you think i would have it would have come across my desk it has now so i will do my due diligence and homework on it as i always urge you to do remember These are not recommendations from us, and you do not go out and run out and buy these stocks just because you heard them on the radio. Make sure you do your homework to see if they're suitable for your portfolio. But Coherent, one of the 5G stocks mentioned in the article by Chris Lau for Investor Place, COHR, trading at $122. It is down from $178.00. And it, it was as low over the last fifty two weeks of uh, the low was seventy eight dollars. So you can see these are aggressive type stocks, especially coherent, again, c o h r. no dividend on this company trading around one hundred and twenty two dollars. Next up on the list, not as aggressive and one that you'll know d c. Taylor, a t and t. symbol is T. And they are trading right now at about $30. And it's, AT&T says it expects to have nationwide coverage, nationwide by the summer. What do you think the chances are of that, DC? We've been waiting.
0: Um, wow, that's uh, that's pretty aggressive.
1: I, 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 well, I'll tell you, I've had my, my 5G phone, and it hasn't lit up 5G once yet, and I think I've had it since mid-last year. So I'll look forward to that. But AT&T, not only uh, one of the top names mentioned when it comes to 5g technology one of of course one of the top carriers it will be uh, but also a very strong dividend because the price has fallen down to about the thirty dollar level at&t now trading with an approximate dividend of seven percent so at&t uh, thirty dollars fifty two week high thirty nine seventy fifty two week low 26.08, so trading a little closer to that low. Next on the list of 5G stocks that look good to Chris Lau, writing for Investor Place is NXP semiconductors. We need semiconductors to power the 5G movement. Lau says that NXP has the power amplifiers and multi-chip modules needed for the 5G massive MIMO MIMO base station. So NXP semiconductors, NXPI is the symbol trading at about $95, 52-week high, $139, 52 week low $58 it has a 1.5% dividend yield at this price. Next up a chip maker as well Qualcomm and this smartphone chip maker has moved all of their all of their new designs to incorporate 5G technology. They have the Snapdragon design QCOM is the symbol trading at about $75 on Qualcomm 96 the 52 week high 58, the 52-week low, trading again at $75. And at this price point, very surprising, D.C. Taylor, at 3.47% dividend. That's surprising for a technology company, don't you think?
0: Yeah, you usually don't see that for the uh, the tech companies.
1: You don't, and uh, surprising, but a 3.47%. Again, the price has fallen down, so what happens to that dividend yield? It goes up. That is correct. Next on the list, these are 5G stocks that Chris Law writing for Investor Place likes for the rest of 2020. And next on his list is Nokia and he says Nokia is trading at such a discounted level that it has reportedly hired bankers to fight a takeover bid and they are working now they have a partnership with Intel to build 5G radio and cloud infrastructure now this is a lower priced stock at $3.54 symbol NOK 52 week high is 577 52 week low, 237 in OK trading at $3.54 with a three point one percent dividend yield again a surprise there next on the list is ericsson and ericsson another lower priced stock and ericsson in the first quarter signed 86 commercial 5g contracts and already has delivered 29 live networks eric trading at eight dollars twenty nine cents 52 week high of 1010 and a 52 week low of 615 as a small 0.9% dividend yield. I have one more on the list, DC Teller. You will know this name. It is Cisco Systems. CSCO is the symbol. And Lau says the company enjoys strong demand for its hybrid cloud because it does not matter if the network is on 4G, 5G, or over-satellite. Customers require a solution that is on a software-defined wide area network. Cisco, one of the leaders in the cloud, they expect Cisco to be a 5G mobile technology leader CSCO now trading at $41, 52 week high, $58, 52 week low, $32, and Cisco has a current 3.5% dividend yield. So there you have it. There are the seven companies in the 5G sector that at least one author, Chris Lau, writing for Investor Place, believes will do well no matter what the economic environment in the second half of the year. They are Coherent, COHR, at and Symbol T, NXP Semiconductors, NXPI, Qualcomm is QCOM, Nokia, NOK, Ericsson, E R I C, and Cisco Systems, C S C O. For full disclosure, at NJC Investments, we do own AT and T, NXP Semiconductors, Qualcomm, Nokia, and Cisco Systems for certain of our investors. And with that, DC Taylor, we have another show in the books. Thanks for all your hard work this week. All right, Nick, you're very welcome, and uh, thank you for all this great info you got it, and I want to remind everyone there's never a bad time to make a good investment. If you have any questions on our program today, you can reach us at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. Thanks so much for tuning in on ninety four three FM, The Talker. May God bless you, and may God bless America. Make it a great week. We'll see you next Saturday.
0: The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC.